At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. There are fewer people that I enjoy talking to more, both on the air and off, than Michael Harrison. One, because I always learn something whenever we speak. Two, because his love of radio, which I still call radio, which more and more programmers and general managers insist upon calling audio, is infectious and it mirrors my own. And three, because he always has such a unique take on the issues of the day, particularly when it involves uh, cable news, talk radio, and everything else. And a lot of people, both on the left and on the right, have been very worked up about this whole Dominion lawsuit and the involvement and some of the revelations involving Fox News. He, um, We talked about this a little bit yesterday, and I think some people were genuinely uh, – thinking that this is not a big deal, that the Fox commentators saying one thing behind the scenes and one thing on television, no big deal. A lot of people think this means that Fox News should take the news out of their organization's title. The best column that I had heard written on this that has to do with the implications for talk radio was written by Michael Harrison, the longtime publisher of Talkers Magazine. And I'm thrilled that he's agreed to join us this morning. Michael, it's great to talk with you as always. Thank you very much. This is, uh, I'll tell you, Frank, this is a very, very sensitive topic within the media. And um, I call it the elephant in the room because um, more and more people in the media, and I'm not just talking about radio or if you want to call it audio, and that's a topic you and I could talk about forever. Sure. But um, if it could be print, it could be newspapers, it could be uh, television, it could be anything. Um, it, 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 it evolves uh, – involves targeting an audience and giving them whatever they want and not um, worrying about what they need or, or what you want them to know. It has to do with feed it up, give them what they want, and um, no matter what that entails. And that, this has been going on for so long, it's becoming almost a, a religious um, practice within the media business. 
So you have this terrific column in Talkers. People can go to talkers.com or I'm going to link to it right now on my Facebook page. People could read it there, facebook.com slash Moranofan. It's called The Daily Dance of Affirmation. As far as you're concerned from what you have uh, learned based on the publicly available documents in the case and the reporting, is Fox guilty of overserving their base, their core audience at the expense of the truth? Well, doesn't that seem to be the case when the when the the head of the company, uh, Rupert Murdoch, says they endorsed something that they knew in their mind that they believed was a lie, and they and they went on the air, or it comes out that um, they um, actually had second thoughts about the wisdom of standing behind their call for Arizona being a victory for for Biden when in fact it was and uh, maybe reversing it so that their audience wouldn't get angry at them. I mean, mm. this is this is not speculation. This is already out there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's embarrassing. But what I point out in the column is that all of the other people in the media, um, their competitors on the conservative side and their detractors on the liberal side shouldn't go gloating because they do it too. They may not do it as high profile. They may not do it um, as uh, uh, competitively, but they do it as well. And this is what we really should be talking about, not uh, we got we got you, Fox News. If we love you and we love what you stand for, we're going to defend you because we want you to lie because it's a, it's a lie we want to hear. <laughs> and uh, otherwise, um, uh, you know, we we agree with you, as I said, or, or we're against you, and uh, we're happy that you're caught and embarrassed. And uh, you know, our you know what doesn't stink, but yours does. It's, hip- it's, it's hypocrisy, Frank. It's it's gigantic hypocrisy. And yeah. we approach politics the way we approach sports. You know, we root for our teams, and we want to hear what we want to hear. And when I say we, I'm talking in general, and media plays to that. And when you're talking about something that has the consequences of life and death and uh, wealth or poverty, you know, the the, the real consequences of politics, as opposed to whether your team is going to win or not, uh, it's pretty serious. But I'm not condemning Fox. I'm condemning all of us. And Mm. I'm condemning the public, because if the public didn't want to be told what it wants to hear, this whole syndrome wouldn't happen. We're all in this together, and the only way to have a more truthful, more ethical um, discussion about issues is for us to come to terms with the reality that we all support this, either if we're in the business or we're consumers of media. Well said. And, you know, I think you touched upon this in your song Idiots, which turned out to be very prophetic even before this uh, this came out. But you're right. I mean, uh, the uh, left of center networks all did the same thing, particularly with respect to the Russia investigation and the Mueller probe. And uh, when uh, Joy Behar announced that Brian Ross had broken a story about Michael Flynn being indicted for colluding with the Russians, she couldn't even even contain her her excitement and glee and the audience was cheering and laughing as if their team had just won the Super Bowl. Uh, Let me ask. So you write in the column that a lot of the formula that these cable news networks and media outlets in general, including and maybe especially talk radio, the formula basically is you give a specifically targeted audience what it wants, not necessarily what it needs, even if what it wants is of dubious quality 
or unhealthy, and in the case of political talk media, untrue. Now, a lot of I've brought this up with uh, with a lot of my audience, and it drives them crazy. I drive the drive the left crazy and the right crazy, which hopefully means I'm doing something right. But a lot of conservative callers will call in and say, "Look, the, the left wing dominates so many different aspects of the media that we need something, whether it's Fox News, whether it's talk radio, whether it's the New York Post, and if they're not exactly on the money with the facts." We're willing to forgive them because we're so hungry for an alternative to a liberal narrative, which is also not necessarily on the level with the facts. What do you say to that argument on the part of conservative audiences who want this kind of an alternative? Well, you get what you get what you want. That means that it's I'm 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 smiling, even laughing at the absurdity of it. Um, If you're a conservative, for crying out loud, you want truth. You, what is it being? You like the color of the uniform? Why would you want to be a conservative <laughs> if the prevailing information that conservatism is based on is false? Well, I mean, do we, do we never stop and reconsider? And I'm not saying conservatism is false. I think both liberalism and conservatism is, are false. I, I think both sides lie and distort. I think that we've lost sight of what those two things even mean at this point. So I, I, I don't want to be misunderstood by the audience as being biased or partisan. Um, if anything, I'm being very brave in today's environment to try to speak some type of truth that isn't rah-rah or, or feeding red meat uh, to the audience or um, preaching to the choir. Uh, now, it, it's absurd, we see it. Right? Just, just to finish the thought, the conservatives yeah, today please. have got to figure out how to save the integrity of the American conservative movement. And liberals today have to figure out how to clean up their act with all of the nonsense that's going on on the far left that's um, turning many of our institutions into a joke. Um, both both houses need to clean up their own backyard. That's the point. And what's so frustrating about this is there is this sense of tribalism. And if people are just talking in, we're t- tuning in. We're talking with Michael Harrison. He's the publisher of Talkers Magazine. You can go to talkers.com and uh, subscribe to the daily e- email newsletter, which I live by. Also, a lot of great journalism if you're interested in the radio business or the talk media business in general. There's such a sense of tribalism in this country, Michael. Not only does Shepard Smith get a lot of guff if he reports something that deviates from the standard conservative orthodoxy, but I hear, and I know from my own personal life, that if you're, say, a a liberal, if you're a left winger, you can't stand Donald Trump, you always vote Democrat, but you're in your group of people, your social group, your family, your uh, workplace, whatever, and you say, well, you know, I don't like Trump. But maybe he was on to something with uh, saying we should get tougher on China or implement steel tariffs. The backlash uh, against people from their own echo chamber, from their own social group, is so chilling in terms of allowing people to speak freely. And I don't know that it was ever like this, Michael. You've been around this longer than I have, was it? It's always been like this to a certain degree, but it was kept in check. Now, this syndrome, the daily dance of affirmation, 
telling people what they, you know, affirming, oh, yeah, you're right, you're cool, you're, you're smart, uh, you know, our side is, is always right, even when we're wrong, it's our lie. The daily dance of affirmation is, is wilder and louder and, and much more pronounced and profound today than I've ever seen it in my long career. So we're heading down a dark road um, because once you can no longer uh, trust the media at all, and that journalism is just another form of, of lowest common denominator show business, um, and we cannot agree on any truths being self-evident. Does that term ring a bell to you? We hold mm -hmm. these truths. Mm -hmm. If a society cannot even find any self-evident truths, that becomes the Tower of Babel and, um, and um, you know, is going to be the destruction of the society. A society can't stand. As a matter of fact, it becomes the definition of the word insanity. You wind up with an insane society. Even if we all agree on the same wrong thing, to a certain degree, it gives us stability to the society. But if we can't agree on things like what color the sky is and, and two plus two is four – um, because we've attached it to some type of a right. um, tribal uh, spectator sport, then we're in big, big trouble. So I would well, I, I think that column if I didn't think that this is a very serious issue. Uh, no, I mean, I think COVID and the response to the lockdowns that uh, certainly put on display how wed political types are to non-political issues. Now, uh, going outside and wearing a mask, that, that shouldn't necessarily be a political issue, and yet it became one. Uh, Michael, how do we in commercial media, where obviously we're dependent on ad revenues to survive, we're dependent on ratings to survive, and building the largest possible audience, how do networks, media outlets, even individual personalities knowing that the bulk of their audience wants to hear X, how do we tell them why without the expense of ad revenue ratings? And if you do this long enough, your job. This is the billion dollar question. And I say in it, it when it comes down to programming for ratings, sponsorship support and audience approval, it really is a tricky business. And and what you have to do is you have to operate with a certain level of integrity and pride that supersedes fear of losing and greed. It's when you get into a hyper greedy situation and losing is something that you cannot allow to happen under any conditions where no longer matters how you play the game, where winning is the only thing. It's back to the what Lombardi was supposed to say, supposedly said. Winning isn't uh, the thing; it's the only thing. And then there was another coach who said, "It doesn't matter if you win or lose; it's how you play the game." These are two polar opposite ways of, mm -hmm. of, of looking at fairness and honesty and sportsmanship. When when winning is the only thing, um, when uh, you don't care about the truth, where you're willing to throw away the truth, uh, where victory is the goal and not the truth, then uh, your business becomes toxic. But the fact of the matter is, no matter how, no matter what your business model, this is a conundrum, this is a paradox that um, all of us in media face. Because even if you're listener supported, well, you know, like, like uh, public radio, um, you have to do what pleases the people who are making the donations, what the, mm. they, they become your boss. 
Right. If it's sponsor-oriented, right. you have to uh, not, you know, uh, annoy, <laughs> to use a, a nice word, the sponsors. And um, if the audience and ratings are important to you and people will tune you out because you're not giving them that shot of uh, dopamine that they, that they need in the daily dance of affirmation, well, what do you do? And I guess you got to go back to the drawing board and say, what do we stand for? What are we willing to die for? What are we willing to lose ratings over? What are we willing to sacrifice in terms of how much money we can make in order to stay within these border uh, lines of integrity and pride? Well, now, one of the things I don't see, I don't ahead. see the business at this point thinking that way to you. Well, you know, the only exception is, and not to tout my own boss, John Katsimatidis, but the only exception, I think, is maybe enlightened billionaires that want to put out a certain product that is reflective of all perspectives, all points of view, and let the ratings and let the revenues be damned. But I have a feeling if the if the ratings continued to diminish, even John would say, all right, Frank Morano, uh, you can go try something else because the audience is, is walking is walking away from you. But uh, I, I, I'm not optimistic either. I was hoping you'd have a well, magic I mean, bullet what you, of what a you solution. You just mentioned about, you know, John Katsimatidis is an interesting guy. And, you know, it was so far so good. But the fact is what you're really saying is we're entertaining the notion that a benevolent dictator right. is the system right. that we need, a benevolent yeah. dictator. Media but dictator, a media dictator. Such, but isn't such a thing impossible knowing human nature? The whole nature, the whole the whole America, the way the way the founding fathers set it up with checks and balances was that, um, you know, or Shakespeare said, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely that the whole idea of a benevolent dictator is um, it goes against all of our instincts. Well, yeah, I was speaking really uh, not necessarily in terms of electoral politics or government, but just specifically in the media realm, because one of the things as a listener that I find frustrating is so many of these talk shows have become echo chambers, all right wing, all left wing, right wing host interviews, a right wing guest. And they're uh, greeted with uh, a chorus of of affirmation by right wing callers. And the same thing on the left wing shows to me it's the most boring thing the most predictable thing in the world which is why i enjoy doing the kind of show that we do and listening to others people like michael smirconish and others who do uh and even john katsimatidi's own show where there's more more ideologies than there are letters in the alphabet on a daily basis i really i really wish hosts wouldn't go for as you term it the low-hanging fruit and they would go out of their way to try and be interesting, entertaining, and informative to their audience without necessarily just appealing to the lowest common denominator. Right, and doing whatever it takes to win, and doing whatever right. it takes to win, to say whatever. Look, I, I agree, and um, you know, uh, again, I'm happy that you feel that way, and I do know from, from what you do uh, that, that you adhere to that basic compass guide, and, and John Katsimatidi seems to have that uh, in mind, but um, uh, the world cannot be run, and the media is not run by sure. John Katsimatidis, and That's Frank right. Morano is not the only host on the radio. Uh, so, this is true. Um, and, and I'm not blaming each and every individual out there, but this is a syndrome collectively and uh, that we all fall into. I can't tell you how many times I've had reporters or hosts say to me, no one has ever told me what to say. 
I've had writers from the New York Times, writers from the Washington Post, writers from the Wall Street Journal, and uh, writers from even the Epoch Times. I mean, you, you want to go to the right, you want to go to the left, whichever way you want to go. And they tell me, nobody's ever told me what to write or what to say. And I say, that's because you're already writing and saying what they accept, what, right. what, what, right. what fits within what they – you go – you know, let, let's, let's have suddenly reporters in the New York Times start writing a conservative point of view. They'll hear pretty quickly from management. Um, well, and, and it doesn't even have to be a conservative point of view, although we saw how well that uh, Tom Cotton op-ed in the New York Times went, went in terms of a conservative point of view. But it's something that deviates from the, the PC nature of the Twitter mob. I mean, Barry Weiss and her experience with the New York Times, I think, was very illustrative of uh, where their mindset is right now. But uh, Michael, and we're talking with Michael Harrison, check him out, talkers.com. The the News Nation Network is some is a network that's billing itself as unbiased U.S. news, breaking news headlines. And it says if you go to the website, the first thing it says, News Nation is your trusted source for breaking news and unbiased news. And uh, that is what everybody says they want. I listen to conservatives. I listen to liberals. They all say, I just wish we could find a network that gives us the news straight. Now, here's a network that bills itself as doing that. But they haven't exactly been setting the world on fire in terms of ratings, have they? No, they haven't. And the feeling within the media business is that if you really try to be unbiased, that you're going to be bland and boring and that it doesn't work, that it's better to throw an opinion out there and defend it, even if you're wrong. (laughs) <laughs> than it is to try to actually be boring uh, with just unbiased news. What we've done is we've developed, we've developed a culture that has an appetite for argument and for bias. Uh, it plays to people and people's anger. It, that, this is not easily remedied. That's why I said to you earlier in this conversation, the audience is as much to blame for this as are the media practitioners. Mm. Uh, because, unfortunately, when you take that road of, OK, just the basic facts, which, by the way, under the microscope is impossible because the human condition is a condition of bias. So it's just a matter of how honest or how evil you are in in fulfilling uh, your goal to have victory over truth. Okay, I'm not so naive as to think that there is such a thing as completely unbiased journalism. Um, We human beings don't know how to be unbiased. But what we do know is how to separate the fact from the fiction and how to separate integrity from just being uh, completely corrupt. And 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 that's what we're talking about. Um, I I am not so sure I buy into the idea that it's possible to have just headlines and just news because I think I'd find that boring as well. You know, I understand that what I'm saying to you is controversial. You understand it's controversial. No, that's you, that's you, why you I love doing the, it. Right, but we have the yeah. confidence in each other that we're not being controversial for the sake of ratings and making money. That we're not being controversial for the sake of winning and, uh, you know, let the truth be damned. That that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so so in terms of, you know, unbiased news network, uh, that's a giant leap past um, where right now I think the audience is. I think the audience plays let, into it. People want well, to Well, last question on this. Hear. 
Well, last question on this, Michael, is you have we have a large audience uh, listening all over the country now, and they might be thinking, well, look, I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution, but I also want to listen to uh, networks that I am likely to agree with. Speak to those people. What is the solution from an audience perspective? What can individuals who might be conservative, might be liberal, what can they do to be part of the, the, the solution rather than part of the problem? Hold your media outlet. Hold their feet to the fire. We have to clean up our own backyards. Liberals and Democrats should be concerned about what's going on among liberals and Democrats, who's telling the truth and who's not, who's making liberals look good and who's making liberals look bad. And that's the same thing with conservatives. We have to not be so quick to blame the other side, but to scrutinize our own side so that people who are interested in conservative um, politics and are conservatives hold Fox, hold CNN, hold Newsmax, hold whoever it is, hold John Katsimatidis accountable for, for, for giving them information that is not only um, good in terms of whatever good means, but is also honest and accurate. I've had, I've had some conservative media people say to, who believe that, that the election was stolen say, you mean they didn't believe that it's stolen? I said, do you? <laughs> oh, yes, of course we believe it. We wouldn't say it if we didn't believe it. They didn't believe it? Ooh. So what we have to understand, Frank, is the difference between being wrong, being honestly wrong, or being a dishonest liar. You could be one or the other and say the same thing. Where's it coming from? Is it coming because you're wrong? Or do you know better and you're telling the people to lie right. because that's what they want to hear? And that's right. what we're talking about, the kernel of truth that's integrity. Michael, I could talk with you all day. It's always such a treat to talk with you. I appreciate the time this morning. Let's do it again soon. You got it. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael Harrison. Check him out at talkers.com. And you could read this column that we're talking about on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Morano fan. You want to comment? On any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.